Hi, everyone. This is Alan Forte. But he says, that's my message today. In the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 43, Jesus is teaching the people, and he says to them, You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Period. Now, this scripture would make no sense if we just stopped there. But in Matthew 5 and 44, Jesus continues to say to the people, But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use and persecute you, period. One of the most difficult things for me to do is to remember and say to myself, But he says, when we're hurt by something and we feel justified to return the hurt, we've got to remember. But Jesus says, whoever slaps us on our cheek to turn the other cheek to him also. Matthew 5 and 39. When someone wants to make us pay for something that we've done to them, we want to fight back. We've got to remember. But Jesus says, let them have what they want and give them even more also, Matthew 5 and 40. So why doesn't it make sense for us to love our neighbors and to hate our enemies? Well, I believe it's because Jesus knows that we would not all know exactly what an enemy is. It is far better for us to love everyone than to risk hating someone that we would mistake as an enemy. Jesus also knows that We can be more like him when we learn to shine brightly into the lives of all people, those we love and those who may not love us, because God does this. He makes his light to shine on the just and on the unjust all the same. That's Matthew 5 and 45. So where do we get this wrong? Well, we come to believe that God does not want us to be persecuted by anyone, and we would be right. We believe God does not want us to be used by anyone, and we would be right. We believe God does not want people to take advantage of us, and in this too, we would be right. No father, either our heavenly father or our earthly father, would want harm to come to us in any way. God is loving, as should our earthly fathers be. But he says to us, while he does not want hardships to come, Hardships will come because they are part of life. But he also says to us that even in our hardships, he has made a way for us to get through them. But we must understand that God cares about how we get through things, and he cares about how others get through things as well. So remember, if we have an adversary, God is concerned about us, and he's concerned about our adversary also. If we have a broken relationship, God is concerned about us, and he's concerned about the other person in that relationship also. Remember then, we may say we will love only those who love us, and we will give those who use us what man says is right for us to do. But God says we will all have thorns in our flesh to deal with in our lives. And we can plead with God to remove those thorns, but he may not. You see, sometimes the thorns, they may even be in marriages or in our children. They are the devil's way to get us to act as if we are not God's children, but our own. So, 
God may not remove our thorns in the way that we would like for them to be removed, but he says he will make a way for us to get on with life, the life that he wants us to live, even with our thorns, because he gives us grace. Grace is what takes us through the tough times, and seeing grace, well, that's what can change the thorns that lives in the lives of those who do not always live for us or for God. Grace can lead them to live for the Lord. But he says, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weaknesses. 2 Corinthians 12 and 9.